I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good morning, good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. Welcome to Failing Better, the self-help podcast for losers like you. I'm Sean McLaughlin, one of your co-losers. And I'm Johnny Pelham, the other co-loser. And together we are Failing Failing Better. Better. I feel like you're starting to have some drag on that. I feel... I feel like you're you're hitting it as if it's going to really last a long time, the failing better. What do you think? I feel like I'm still committed to it and you've lost commitment. And so it, it sounds like I'm overly optimistic on my drag levels, but it's just where we used to be. If you listen back to four pods ago, we were dragging it out for a good 10 minutes, Sean. Yeah, we were. And I think it's telling that the numbers on, the, on those episodes <laughs> have sort of flatlined while the others have steadily increased. Um, how are you, Johnny? What's going on? I'm very well. I've been quite ill this week, so I'm not ill anymore. So I feel very optimistic. I feel, you know, when you, uh, that moment when you wake up not feeling ill, you suddenly feel so thankful for your body. You're like, I'll never forget this moment of being clear headed and all you do for me, body. I'll never take you for granted again. And then within my two days, I'll absolutely be taking it for granted again. But right now, I'm in that happy spot. Oh, that's great. That's great. I always feel like that when I get ill. Sometimes I fantasize about being a bit ill. I go, oh God, I'd love to have just four days. I could just watch films and just relax. But all you're, all I'm doing is like sweating and shitting and crying. I feel like you should, when you're, you should never take a day off when you're ill. You should just go in when you're ill, take a day off when you're fine. Because then you actually get to enjoy the day off. You know what I mean? I would say that is terrible, terrible advice for the health of... <laughs> For the health of this country and for the individual. I would say if you're ill, there's a chance that it's your mind telling you that there's a problem. But what if you're, What I'm saying is if you're ill at a job you hate, like say you work in like a call centre, just go in ill, you'll have a shit time anyway, then you like, then you won't have many ill days. Then when you're feeling great, you can just go and watch, you know, Bastille or someone. But how... Day, don't, don't. Um, how ill are we talking? I mean, how ill are we talking for this this hypothetical person? Like a bit of a sniffle, a bit of a cold, fair enough. I think I think you should be... Because also, if you go to work when you're ill, you get a lot of credit. If you're throwing up in a bin and then try to sell gas to someone, then the, the, your boss is going to be like, that guy is committed <laughs> to selling gas. And then when you're actually ill, they'll be like, fucking hell, he must be fucked. So actually, <laughs> you know, you'll, you'll get... You win all the ways around, really, if you just go in when you're ill. Not with COVID, but though. So that's, yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? COVID adds a spanner to the works. But I don't think COVID is that as... <laughs> I mean, well, look. I mean, it, what were you about? Well, look, to look. Say? We 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 know that it's not real. We know that they made it up. So yeah, if you have COVID nineteen in inverted commas, 
definitely go to work. Um, what about if you are... I'm trying to think about other illnesses. What if you've just been decapitated? Should you go into work then? Um, no, because you're dead. I, I can't get on board. What if you survived it, though, Johnny? What if you survived it? If you survived it, obviously you're going to work. You know, we've got a, we've got a, we've got to make ends meet in the business. You know, there's a, a recession. And there's, uh, you know, there's inflation. You've got to get to work. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, well, I'm g- it's glad to have you back in the land of the living, Johnny. So, actually, speaking of shows and live entertainment, um, bad news. For our long-term listeners. Oh, yes. Bastille did their shows at the O2. And we were unable to secure the support slots. How did, you, how did you feel when you found out, when you saw that footage, saw the photos of them online going, amazing show, best gig of our lives? Um, I, I would say betrayed. Betrayed? I'd say betrayed. betrayed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the word that came to my mind as well. (laughs) Betrayed. Betrayed. I felt bedraggled and betrayed. Betrayed. No, I I felt quite upset, really. Because I didn't even know they were playing the O2, so it feels like I was really out of the loop. How do you know? All we've talked about is how they're playing the O2. We've talked about it on this podcast. How often are you zoning out, genuinely, when we record these? (laughs) It would be good for me to know. Is it sort of once every... Sort of eight sec- seconds, ten seconds? I'd say every time you say more than two sentences, I'm gone. And then I tune back in when you went. <laughs> God, I hope that's not reflective of the listenership of this show. Listenership. Listeners, how often, are you, how often are you clocking out of what I'm saying? Does this explain the state of my marriage? Write in now at failingbetterpod at gmail.com. We are actually, we should say this now, we're wanting people to write in. We want to give advice to people, losers like you who've got your problems, what they may be. Your penis is too small. You struggle to form social interactions with people. You're a murderer. <laughs> Any of the problems. Any small penis murderers <laughs> who struggle for friendship, do send us an email. Uh, yeah, this is a new format. This is, uh, well, it's not a new format. It's just, um, it was something we wanted, to- to, we wanted to do it from the beginning, but we didn't have any listeners because the podcast hadn't started. But um, we feel like we've learned a lot, Johnny. What do you think is the biggest lesson you've learned since you did this podcast? I've learned um, how unreliable you are. <laughs> is, that a fu- is that a fucking joke? Is that a fucking how? joke, Johnny? Johnny, you've done one thing, a bit of admin. I didn't want to do this on air, but you've done one bit of admin for this podcast since it started. You did the subtitles for one episode when I was ill, and I was like, I'm too ill, I can't do it. You went, don't worry, Sean, I'll do the subtitles for the clip. You sent me the, you sent me the, th- the thing through. And I went, Johnny, this is filled with spelling mistakes. It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And you went, oh, yeah, fair enough. I'm going to redo it. <laughs> I then got another message about 10 minutes later saying, uh, all of my all of my changes didn't go through and I've now posted it. Sorry. Yeah. So what but- happened there? So don't don't you be going on me like oh, I'm the problem here. You're the problem, Sean. It's your, frankly, your, who's, so who's um, going to Canada next week? Is it me jollying off on a holiday and ruining the pod just as we begin to get momentum? No, it's me. It's me going with my beloved wife. We're off, off to off to the land of freedom. We need That's America, it, isn't it? No. Oh. Do, what's, what's he got to do with it? What's him and his art got to do with anything? Listen, uh, look. I, am I going to Canada? Yes. Am I going to potentially start up a rival self-help podcast over there? Yes. Called Failing Abuta. <laughs> I have I genuinely got a funny story to tell everyone. <laughs> uh, right. I took the tube recently. 
AKA the London Underground. Ooh, I was on the slang. going on the Victoria Line from Brixton. The Victoria Line, AKA Blue Thunder. <laughs> it is a beast of a line. You know that, Johnny. It's the one I always used to get because I also live near Brixton. Here we there. go. Uh, so anyway, I get on. And I finally have written loads of jokes. I'm doing a, a new material night and I was writing all my jokes down in my book to make sure I didn't forget them. Because I was <laughs> I was like, right, if I, I need to blow people's minds tonight. Here we go. And a nice woman. Uh, well, nice. Anyway, she sits opposite me and she just leans in and starts talking to me. And the first thing she says is, oh, I'm never coming to this station again. I'm never coming to this station again. It's bullshit. The people who work at this station, I hate them. They're not They're not worth it. And I went, oh, what's happened? She went, they wouldn't even let me on just because I didn't have my card. <laughs> now, just to the listeners who don't live in London, her saying they wouldn't let me on because I didn't have my card. What is that? That's like the equivalent of being at an airport being... They wouldn't even let me fly. I didn't have my passport or luggage and I was naked. Like, yeah. the card is the only thing you need if they didn't have it. So whatever. I talked to her. I sort of gained her trust. I went, How was yeah, she on right. the tube, though? How was she on the tube? She said so- she made someone else pay for her. <laughs> That's a fault. Because it's like six quid. It's not cheap. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine getting someone else to pay for uh, public transport in London, Johnny. Imagine that. Um, Ooh. I- I've done that to Sean. That's where that came from. Yeah, I bet she didn't get as big a bollocking as I did <laughs> from the bus man. You've got, since I commented on the thing, you've got an anger in your eyes, Sean. I, I have a bit of a rage. Listen, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, everyone. We've got a guest in six minutes. By the way, do keep those five-star reviews flowing in, listeners. They really are helping out the pod. Now, so I'm getting back to my notes. The train's moving. Uh, and she sort of leans in again, and she obviously wants to chat. And I sort of, I'm not... I'm never mad enough in those situations to go, look, I'm, I'm working. Okay, <laughs> I need to. Because also, what, am I working? Yeah, or am I just, what, I'm just writing toilet duck bleach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Orange juice is you and me, toilet duck. <laughs> what if Chris Tucker was president? Next. <laughs> so she leads in and she goes, I'm going to hackney. Oh, I'm going to Hackney. I've not been there in six years. And it sounded like it was a positive story. I go, oh, really? I go, what, what, what are you doing there? She goes, I'm seeing this girl. I, I haven't seen her in six years. I went, oh, that'll be nice. She went, nah, nah. I'm going to beat her up, man. <laughs> she goes, I'm going to beat this fucking girl. I am going to beat this girl. And she kept talking about it. And I was sort of sitting there going, all right, well, bit of bit of a code red for, for me. So I went, what do you mean? She went, look, six years ago, this girl beat me. She beat the shit out of me. And now it's six years later and I'm going back, I'm beating the shit out of her. I've got mates driving in from all over town. And they all said, no, man, we'll do the job. You don't worry about it. You stand back. I'm not. I'm going to fucking beat her. I'm going to be-. And the thing is, she was so charming with it. She was like smiling loads. And uh... <laughs> our guest has just joined and she's about to get halfway through this insane anecdote. Shall I carry on the anecdote? Please. Basically, I'll just catch you up. Uh, I got on the tube. A woman started talking to me on the tube about, and she was sort of bragging about how she was going to beat up this woman. <laughs> it's not a very good way. Anyway, so she kept saying, I'm going to beat her. I'm going to beat her. And I went, "What? why? What, what, do you know where she is? She went, yeah, she's at her house. She told me her home address. I was like, why did she tell you her home address? I go, mate, she called me up three days ago. She was cussing me. She lives there. She's got four kids there and her mother. I go, oh, you don't want to beat her up in front of her mother. How old is she? She goes, she's 68. I'll fucking beat her too. So 
I was like, what do you mean? She goes, last time I was round there, the mum was so disrespectful. I'd love to beat that mum. <laughs> and then I asked, how was the mum disrespectful? And it sounds to me like the mum was basically asking very reasonable questions like, who are you? What are you doing in my home? <laughs> And she goes, she's so disrespectful. I'll fucking beat her. I'll beat her. I'll beat her. I go, what about the police? She goes, the police can't catch me. The police cannot catch me. They cannot catch me. And look, no offence to her, you know, body positivity and all that, but they definitely can. <laughs> like, they definitely can. Oh, so she talked to me for the entire tube ride, the entire tube ride. And she kept saying, I'm going to pull her hair, man. I'm going to pull her out. And then I go, oh, what started this feud? What started this feud between North and South London? And she goes, we met at Carnival, Notting Hill Carnival, like 10 years ago. I was with a man. She was playing the man a bit. She was sort of trying to go after the man. And people say, yeah, she was young. She was 19. She knew what she was doing. Man, I'm going to beat her. I'm going to beat her. (laughs) And then at one point I said, oh, man, I wish I could go. Maybe I could help you out. And she had a big smile. She goes, I wish you could come and help out as well. (laughs) But I was like, oh, no, I've I've made the wrong turn here conversationally. Imagine if you got arrested for beating up... A woman. An old woman. <laughs> yeah. up a 68 year old woman. You get there, you're like, she's disrespecting me too. Um, oh, anyway. Well, hello, Eleanor. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. Apart so, are from you beating up old, old women? Uh, I'm not beating them up. I'm merely um, encouraging violence. You're on the way. You sound I'm like you're way. on the way. Yeah. yeah He's yeah. on the way for sure. I'd do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, um, let's have a quick break. And then we're going to talk to the wonderful Eleanor Tiernan. How does that sound, Johnny? That sounds absolutely lovely. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello. 
So welcome back, everyone. Um, we are delighted. We've got another guest for you. Uh, we know that you love guests because you're so sick of me and Johnny, and we've got an absolute doozy this time. Probably the best guest we've had, Johnny. And without a doubt, don't without tell my girlfriend. <laughs> she, oh yeah, apart from uh, Johnny's life partner. Yeah, um, right. And the Ed Gamble one was pretty good. But uh, maybe the worst guest we've had. Um, <laughs> we have got... How can you rank humanity, though? Quite philosophical, quite true. All humans have equal worth. Uh, well, I mean, that's going to be the first question, I think. Do we um, that's, oh. It is comedian, writer, and doubter of humanity's worth... <laughs> Eleanor Tiernan, how are you doing? Yeah, good. How are you guys? Good. Very good. good. Very good. Before yeah. you threw that philosophical spatter in the works, you two. I you couldn't really, help uh... it. Helped it. I couldn't help it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't help it. Already, was... f- first word misspoken. Yeah. She's she's a natural on this podcast. <laughs> Too eager to get going. Get no, talking. it's fine. Yeah. Um, Eleanor, I guess I speak for all of our listeners when I say, do you know the band Bastille? I do not know the band Bastille. Should oh. I? Should I know them? Do you know them? We, uh, no. I'm fr- I know France, the country. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> halfway there, then. Like, <laughs> <laughs> on the way. Stowing a lot of the legwork. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, well, I guess that, they had, yeah, they, yeah. It wasn't the. Well, anyway, that's, I guess we'll, look, we'll, we'll do the interview, but um, <laughs> just to let you know, me and Johnny have already clocked out of this. <laughs> um, I'll take it what, have you, <laughs> what have you been up to, Eleanor? What's going on? Yeah, I've been, um, you know, like you guys probably embracing the, the stand-up uh, uh, life, you know. Very uh, I don't gig anymore. Back. Sean gigs quite often. I gig increasingly rarely. Oh. And I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like a special occasion when when Johnny shows up. I would yeah, say I think, it's maybe what's the opposite of a special occasion when Johnny shows up. I think that's a it's a period of period of mourning of about twenty minutes mourning. <laughs> the audience are surprised. I'm rusty, and it just it just goes downhill from there. It is nice. We were meant to be doing a show later tonight, weren't we, Eleanor? We were. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a bit. That was disappointing that it got cancelled. I was looking forward to seeing your new work your new show oh, it's so good it's i'm really the best comedian in the world <laughs> <laughs> well, if so only off- people would tell the yeah. audiences that the stuff i do is funny then bill I would be burr's loads of his new material gigs getting cancelled by the second aren't they like on <laughs> bill burr's in town but uh, no one's turning up to see it so they're gonna have to cancel it is that is that your way of trying to make us feel better johnny yeah, yeah it was yeah, yeah um i was i was lampooning you what, maybe- why what have we ever done to you You've been quite mean. I was mean to Sean earlier, and I said he was disorganised, and it's it's really made him an angry man. So there's a there's an air of unease and anger flowing through this podcast, Eleanor. Well, I don't think disorganisation was the reason for the catastrophic failure of the show tonight. I feel like <laughs> I just think, Eleanor. I think I, it was I think this got... lack of interest on the audience's <laughs> part. It was just complete dead silence <laughs> from the general I, public I, I... to the prospect of. Sean and I doing a show together. <laughs> I think the word catastrophic failure. I don't think you can put that towards a show that hasn't taken place, can you? 
I can think you it can. Not, it's not, it's can not a you? success, is it? I don't think, like, you couldn't call, like, uh, I don't know, Rush Hour 4 a catastrophic <laughs> failure because it's never been made or released. I think but that has, if there was... A... Has it been thought of? Has it been tried? I've, I mean, I've tried to get it going many times. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's a, a catastrophic waste of time on your mind. <laughs> That's what the studios have said. Just to let you know, this has been a catastrophic pitch. Stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> Put some trousers on, for God's sake. <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. Yeah. No, um, we did go for proof of concept uh, with what we did. We we definitely made an attempt. We made it through the pitch stage. Mm. We mm. pitched to do the show. The show was booked. And... We yeah, lost funding. We got a clear answer from the public. <laughs> Was what? it just you two? Were you two doing previews? Yeah, double header, Sean and I. Yeah. That's a very good that's very strong. I'm surprised no where was it? Uh, Brixton. Where oh, we are very There's quite well a lot of gone. people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a lot it's a big, large audience, pretty established club. I'll be honest, I've tried not to dwell too much on it. It, it probably is uh, quite telling about the state of my career. Because mm. you um, live in Brixton, don't you, Sean? Yeah, let's not um <laughs> Let's not worry too much about that. Your lo- the local population have seen you eating sandwiches badly and thought, I'm not watching that idiot do comedy. <laughs> that's such a... La- that's the most Johnny Pellin bullshit excuse I've ever heard in my life. They've, saw me- they've seen me eating sandwiches. They even know who I am. Also, I only ever eat sandwiches in private because they're sloppy and I don't look like an idiot. Well, we shouldn't have put uh. them on the poster. Yeah, we is probably should have used... Is that the guy we see eating sandwiches badly? Behind the bins, yeah. But yeah, we should, we, should, we should have called it Eleanor Tinnan and Sean McLaughlin and not Eleanor Tinnan and the weird lanky sandwich man you've seen. Um, Eleanor, this is the self-help podcast for losers. Now, we're not going to say that you're a loser. Um, but ticket sales would... <laughs> Ticket sales and availability Self, suggest that you might self, be. Self-evident. <laughs> um, I always think it's nice, it's interesting to hear, what if have you ever done any self-help stuff? Because Johnny's a big self-help guy and I'm not, and that's sort of the core of this podcast. Yeah. Are you into self... So, I mean, self-improvement, where, what do you think of all that bullshit? Uh, yeah, I've, I, I, I do a lot of it. I do, I'm always the time... time thinking I need to skill up on something. Um, but then I also resent the the trend of it in society as, you know, as I feel like it's a statement that I'm not, you know, good enough as I am. So yeah. I, I, I have a, a, a weird relationship with it. Do you read like self-help books or stuff like that? I've read self-help books, yeah. Oh. Uh, I've, I've kind of, I, you know, and then, you know, the popular psychology section in the in the bookstore will draw me in quite a oh, bit. Really? Yeah. They're very good because yeah. they always say, things like, do you want to become a millionaire and lose weight and look better? <laughs> and you're like, I think I bloody well do. Yeah. And then, then you're, you, yeah. you know, then you're really like, oh, I need to do 30 press-ups and write about myself yeah. in the morning. But I, I do, I do, I, I go from like, you know, because there's very feminine versions of, of all that stuff. And then it goes right across to like Jordan Peterson who like has his own version of of self-help and mm. i think i think it's all all kind of yeah it can be useful and yeah good in your you know yeah there's any book that's been particularly life-changing or like you've has really helped you mm, interesting i like there was a book that um actually the comics uh, phil wang re- recommended it 
a thing called Stand Firm, and it was about the Stoic philosophy. Uh, hey. Uh, I read a book about stoicism. That's the only self-help book I ever read. It was good. Yeah, yeah. They um, trying to recall it now, but they. Uh, what What is stoicism? Is it the idea that you should just like eat very li- like you don't indulge in pleasures and hedonism and things like that? Is that the general gist of their arguments? Uh, I think it's kind of like life's really shit. Just don't say much and just get, just deal with it. Yeah, keep your <laughs> keep your expectations low. Expect pain and suffering. Don't be surprised. Your surprise at being in pain and suffering is what is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Going, uh, bothering you. That yeah. sounds like a hoot. Yeah. Uh, I can see why Sean would like it. It appeals to your sort of life. I didn't like it, it actually. Yeah. I didn't like the one I read. Oh, but, really? then, but then I think I mentioned this in an earlier episode. The one I read was uh, written by a 26 year old multi millionaire Silicon Valley man. And I thought, well, <laughs> I can't really take it that seriously. That's the problem. Yeah. I don't think any of them are. I, I don't know. Um. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about, is it, Johnny? What are we here to talk with Eleanor about? We're here to talk about how to be Irish, because you, Sean, are applying for your Irish citizenship. Is that due to Brexit? Without wanting to open that massive can of worms. <laughs> um, it is due to Brexit. It is due to my familial uh, ties to what I would describe as the Emerald Isle. <laughs> <laughs> now, there is your first mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a mistake? No. Often when, I, often when I'm in Dublin, I skip around <laughs> and I go, I just say to anyone who will listen, isn't it great to be back on the Emerald Isle? I've heard, I've heard about this. People, people have told me uh, that you do that. Um, nobody, Tall English twat. Nobody Irish has ever called it the Emerald Isle. It's only... Are you serious? Yeah. It's only American What do you guys, do you guys call it? That's, that's my first vibe there. What, what, look, I'm in Ireland. I want to seem like I'm down with the You're kids. You're skipping around. I'm, what just, are you I'm, I'm, I'm in Ireland. I'm wearing my Union Jack suit. I'm skipping around. I'm looking for a quiet spot to eat a sandwich. Yeah. What do You're I call this God place? God save the Queen. Yeah. From the- <laughs> Excuse me. Is there anywhere I can get the English newspapers? God, you're scruffy. Yeah. Your stamps are weird. Where's the yeah. monarch? Um, I went to Did Dublin just- once to try and buy a Union Jack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to what end are you allowed to say to what end i will yeah i was in a i was yeah. in a play and um it was uh, uh set in england and uh, one of the settings for the play had a like a union jack draped across just, the one of the settings couch. was a union jack shop <laughs> <laughs> but the thing i couldn't i couldn't buy a union jack in ireland there wasn't so what i had to do i had to improvise and buy an australian flag which has the Union Jack in the corner of it. Um, Mm. I desecrated the Australian flag by cutting (laughs) off the corner of it that had the the Union Jack and... How big was this? How big was this Australian flag? Because it must have been pretty big. A naught. <laughs> Do you have any Union Jacks? Okay, I'll repeat the question. Do you have any Australian flags? Ginormous Australian flags, please. Yeah. Did it work though? It, it yeah, it did work. Yeah, it was like a, it was just like a quarter of the size, like the so. Yeah. It, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't as big as I would have liked, but it did the job. Did you feel guilty cutting up the Australian flag? Or did like did you put it on YouTube under a video entitled "Fuck Fuck <laughs> Off You Poms"? It, it, I might have if it had been a better quality of flag that I'd bought, but it was like very nylony thing. So I don't think those things deserve respect. 
I, I think I think you've yeah. given Johnny way too much credit there for that thing. When you go, I might have. Are you seriously suggesting if it was a better quality flag, you might have put on a YouTube video <laughs> called Fuck Off You Bombs? Yeah. <laughs> what a tragedy. <laughs> it's funny you say that when you go, there, I couldn't buy a Union Jack. If I, if, if I had to go out here in London and they said, right, you have to buy a Union Jack flag, I would have no idea where to start. I'd probably, I'd probably just go to the Australian embassy and just see if they've got any pairs <laughs> <laughs> around. I think they're probably like all over central London. There must be like a flag shop or like a yeah. tatty tourist place. Do you mean a flag that shop? Royal yeah. stuff and, you know, mugs yeah. and all that telephone yeah, box, they... red telephone boxes. All that I don't shite think... you do, be honest. <laughs> hey, hey. But I don't think they... Yeah. I know what you mean. Like, they, There's all these sort of tourist shops and stuff like that, but I... They tend to sell like, you know, Mr. Bean bobbleheads. They don't sell full <laughs> Union Jack, like ship-sized Union Jacks that could be put on a theatrical performance. Go to the flag shop on Oxford Street. What are you, you talking about? The flag? What are you talking about the flag shop on Oxford Street? Cameroon flag, Canadian flag, any flag you want. The flag shop on Oxford Street. If you're a country, we've got your flag. That's their, that's their slogan. <laughs> that's a good one. It is catchy. Yeah. Um, whereabouts in Ireland are you from? I think you're from a similar place to my grandma side of the family, Eleanor. Yeah, I'm in a place called Athlone, uh, oh. a town in, right, right in the centre. It's like the Leicester of <laughs> Ireland. Well, I'm so sorry for your loss. Yeah. <laughs> I, ha- I would I've, say I've that's mi- less cultural significance than Leicester, actually. Than God, that's impressive in a way. <laughs> I sp- yeah. I spent a couple of summer holidays in Athlone because my family from Moat is oh. that near Athlone? Oh well, that, that Moat is the only place in Ireland that's kind of got less cultural. Significance <laughs> <than> <laughs> Moat is the type of place where they went. What, you go, what what is there to do here? And you go, well, there's like a there's a road. You can that's just it. sort of look at the road. Yeah, yeah there's a very wide road. And mm. um, that's that's to be enjoyed, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's there yeah. for the people. I remember on my summer holidays, I sort of have very uh, strong memories of it. It is very evocative. There's a lot of um, lot of green. You know, there's a reason that 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 we all call it the Emerald Isle. <laughs> um, but I remember um, there was a bing. I, I did bingo. The only time I've ever genuinely played bingo was in Moat, and it was in this big church hall. And I, I must have been eight, and I won the bingo, and I had about seven, no, not seven hundred, maybe three hundred, very like I would say incredibly Irish old women, which is a very specific genre of old woman giving me fucking death daggers. This little English boy, hello there, I've won the bingo. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, did well you ever done. Irish yourself up, Sean, when you were there? Or did did you feel were you suddenly aware of your Englishness and did it make you feel anxious? Yeah, I was very you... aware. I was very aware. I because this was I remember because it was pre Euro, it was pre the Euro, and so it was still the Irish pound. Of course. And I and I think I tried to pay for stuff with it. I didn't oh, realise no. it was a different currency, ah. which I would say is one of the most disrespectful things you could possibly do. But you were only eight. Child, I think it's, yeah. If, yeah, yeah, I think it's fine. If, if your parents were like, this or nothing, yeah. then that would be... I think any, <laughs> any Irish child. person who would get upset by a child doing that would need to... No, of course, of course. But... Okay, 
what would you say is what's where's your starting point for being legitimately angry at an eight-year-old i'd be curious to know that from both of you <laughs> so using the wrong currency fair enough that sort of falls into the remit okay. um screaming a lot uh, in a part like if you're in a pub or a cafe and they go meh, 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 meh. definitely but i think that's quite high i think of an eight-year-old screaming but i guess maybe you're more angry at the parents aren't you but mm. i guess if the eight-year-olds like uh, kept their parents hostage <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. It's like it's holding the place up with a gun, then you're like, that eight year old is actually a bit out of control. Yeah, right? and doing, <laughs> yeah, maybe say. doing some yeah. uh, English nationalism, uh, yeah. using the name yeah, of English yeah. nationalism, that would. That would yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, grind that's your the gears. Point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> going into the little eight year old, going into the pub, going, ugh, hate the Dubliners. Have you got any status quo? <laughs> Those guys know how to really rock. <laughs> yeah, I could, if you went in and said, hosier is shit. Um. <laughs> it's hosier yeah. it's hosier beloved by the people of the emerald isle then by yes, my, uh, by my <laughs> by my my fellow celt yeah yeah you could go a long way in ireland if you if you yeah uh, champion hosier uh he's he's done very well musically and his social social profile is uh, yeah, he's, he's bang on with yeah, yeah, the yeah. values. Fair enough. Um, I remember the other thing I remember, Affleck... Sorry, I'm just talking about bullshit holidays. I, I mean, this is so... This is so bad, isn't it? Me just going, oh, I don't think I remember about that weird place that you're from. <laughs> I remember that's not what you were saying. You were just talking about holiday, and now you've framed it as weird. You've, yeah, no, it. I'm having yeah. self-doubt. Whenever I go on the podcast, about usually about this point of the, to the pod, <laughs> Eleanor, I, have, I basically have such a moment of self-doubt that I have to really ride through. In about three minutes, I'm going to be back on form. But you're going to have to deal with three minutes of re, me basically questioning every decision I've ever made. And he's always starts going, God, this is shit, isn't it, Johnny? What, what are we doing? This is crap. <laughs> and then that's, that's always just left in the pod for all the, for all the... As an audience member, you have to think, is this crap? Should I turn off? And by the analytics seem to, seem to suggest a lot of them do indeed turn off at that point. <laughs> I remember that I went to the Athlone races. Uh, you'll have to tell me about that. <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, are. I will tell you about it. It was uh, one of the most dangerous days of my life. Um, they had never, they hadn't held race like a racing in Athlone in years, and maybe they have yet to hold another one. And so they had a horse track, and my right. dad really likes horse racing. Well, here's, here's a really good question, that Eleanor. They made one out of what out of like sort of twine. You know how horses are like one of the most dangerous animals on earth mm-hmm. and sort of have no real respect for human life. <laughs> and that's why most horse horse racing tracks, like they build their side things with like steel or something really hard. This one was just twine. And so it was basically like the running of the bulls, but it was in this Irish town where everyone's just hammered and the horses are really scared. And they're not good horses because they wouldn't be there if they were good. Like you wouldn't, the glue couldn't hold up a fucking piece of dust <laughs> if you turned them into glue. And so I just spent the whole day absolutely just convinced I was about to get murdered. The horses were always flapping about. And uh, that's my other Athlone story. I'm, I'm really surprised that, that happened because I didn't... Like, was this in the street in Athlone? Uh, no, it was on a, I think it was on a field. It wasn't just in a street. Field, yeah, that doesn't sound like anything that has ever happened there. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I remember my, my dad was filmed at one point, but their TV local news were there, and they were filming my dad, that and he was looking through the form book. If the news, <laughs> I love the idea that Sean's lying. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I am. Maybe yeah. 
Um, this okay, happened on the podcast, Johnny. This All is, the time. Yeah. Sean 24 7, like, that story about the tube. Absolute bullshit. <laughs> Sean lives in Sweden. Oh, I mean, that's yeah. the that's the thing that we're. Johnny, is this shit? Is this shit podcast? Is this? Shit? <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm, I'm about to push through now. I'm almost through. We can do. I was going to say, um, you remember that time in McConnell of Sean where you got accused of being anti? <laughs> All right, well, let's not. You were there as well, weren't you, Eleanor? I can't remember this. What happened? The lowest point of my professional or personal <laughs> life. Where I'd driven f- five and a half hours to go to the McCartney Comedy Festival with my new show. And about four minutes in, I was accused of being racist by people. I went, what are you talking about? And they went, you're anti-Irish. I went, what? I'm, I'm staggered by that. I've never heard of you anyone seen the routine, championing you... anti-Irishness. <laughs> I'm the only person who th- says anti-Irishness exists that I know. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just it was, actually, so hard. It was you, Eleanor. Yeah. <laughs> it was you. Oh, now, now we're making sense. <laughs> it was you and those four priests you brought. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I do remember. You've, it's all coming back yeah, to me now. Yeah, it's it in is. that big room with all the panelling, very official-looking yeah, 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 yeah. room. And yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you say that encouraged that response again? I was just forcing you to take English money, I think, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I was just forcing you to accept English currency. And you yeah. went, no, anti-Irish. <laughs> um, I don't really know what I said. Thank you for bringing that up, Johnny. That's one of those memories that... You know people say repressing memories is a bad thing. (laughs) That's one that I've been very happily repressing for a while, and now it's opened up the trunk. Were you talking about in your stand-up, so I thought you'd, you know, you'd have... Yes, that is true. I thought it was an odd, odd, lonely uh, show for me. You're quite good on the back foot, though, Sean. I always think you're the best when it's going wrong for you. When you're going well, it's fine, but when you're angry and in a corner, you're at your best. So what you're saying... I'd put Johnny and Sean in that situation... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, I think maybe we should do this gig tonight, Eleanor. Even when <laughs> Yeah. I think I'm a on demand, the back foot. A demand the to put this on. <laughs> the show's been cancelled and he's still turned up. God, yeah. he's committed. <laughs> um, do you, I mean, do you believe there's anti-Irish feeling in the UK? Because I do believe there is. I believe that there is a kind of a... There's, there's a couple of things going on. There's a couple of... T- there's a kind of a tiredness of Irishness. They're a bit like... People are a bit like... Oh, we know what they are. They're just always banging on, trying to be charming and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and so you've gone out of your way to be a direct counter to that, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do my work. It's God's work that I do. Um, but then the other one is like just a complete indifference, like like a, just a determination to not know anything about Ireland uh, or uh, I guess the political situation or like so the oscars will come out in the year and then like you know someone irish will be nominated and then the bbc will be like another british success in the (laughs) 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 irish people go crazy at home for that but nobody nobody cares over here so you're t- is this your way of saying that Will Smith is Irish? I had no idea. <laughs> I suppose now I think about it, his actions, he did seem like an Irish person on the night, didn't he? Like a deranged, yeah. drunken fool. Yeah, un- <laughs> under the thumb of his wife. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to get citizenship, Sean. Yeah. No, it's not. the great not. nation of Ireland. My, yeah. thing, my thing with Ireland is I grew up and I sort of wasn't in Ireland... And we went over there. But the thing is, there were always Irish accents and voices. And I sort of rejected it. I think I rejected it for a while in my adulthood. I was like, I don't like that. I don't know why. I guess you just sort of try and figure out things. And then when I started going to Ireland for gigging and sort of, I just, it's that thing. It's like, oh, God, it all comes back. All those mornings listening to the fucking Dubliners. and Yeah. 
you know, all the white pudding I had to eat and stuff. And I don't think you're going to get to, I don't think if, if anyone from citizenship is listening to this podcast. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's good. Say, I mean, I'm saying it's I'm saying I love like, it. I'm yeah. saying I love it. Uh, Will yeah. Smith is Irish because he beat up someone and was drunk. They're going to call me and say, I'll have to vouch for Sean and say, no, no, yeah, he, was, he didn't mean any of that. It was it's just so good. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's a funny podcast and I'm a funny guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've I've actually found an Irish citizenship test, and I was wondering if we should take it because I do want to. I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting my passport. Um, what are you going to do with it when you get it? What's... What am I going to do He's with it? Going to go to France. Yeah. <laughs> get my ass to and Spain. Not, get my ass to at the, at the <laughs> border. Get my ass to. Uh, yeah. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna travel all around. <laughs> the wonderful European Union and the Emerald Isle in particular. I would actually love to do a road trip around Ireland. My wife did one a few years ago. Maybe that could be a pod. We could do. We could pod and do a ep in every town in Ireland. <laughs> How long will that take? Do an episode in every town seven, in Ireland. Seven yeah. weeks. <laughs> so seven towns in Ireland, right? How many towns are there in Ireland, Eleanor? I'd say there's probably seven or eight, yeah. Seven or eight? Should I actually Google it? Let's let's do our own citizenship tip. (laughs) How many towns in Ireland? Thank you for listening to the pod, by the way. Just give us a five-star review. Thank you so much. I think there's going to be so many one-star people, one-star reviews from people from Ireland, I feel. Um, Okay. It depends. What do you consider a town? I mean, it feels like we're... Absolutely... Just <laughs> yeah. give us any number. No, just say any number now and we can move on. This is sm- this is less than I thought. The, the, there are 94 Irish towns. That's that quite low. That's what they count as a place with more than 5,000 inhabitants. Oh, right. Doesn't that seem very low? 94? Yeah. Sean, all I'm saying, 94, that's less than two years if we do one a week. All right. Let's go on this. It's a deal. Let's do it. We are, we are going to need the backing of a lot of people, right? We are going to yeah. we're going to put all our lives at hold to drive around Ireland, <laughs> do an epic in ninety four towns of Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> we're having Union Jacks. <laughs> we've got guests such as Nick, Nigel Farage. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, we should get Farage on the pod. He'd be an interesting guest. Well, yeah, it would be definitely a very interesting guest. I'd say it'd be quite a coup. Um, no offence, Eleanor, but I think he'd, he'd represent a step up, certainly profile-wise, to anyone else we've had. I really need to work on my far-right connections. <laughs> Let's put it this way. If Nigel Farage was doing a preview tonight in Brixton, do you think it would be cancelled? No, I do not. <laughs> it might be cancelled, but for very different reasons. <laughs> I keep getting adverts for Nigel Farage on YouTube. like for like He's advertising like crypto. And sh- he's such a... He's such a scoundrel, what, isn't he? What videos have you been watching, Sean, that yeah, Nigel Farage is in you. here? That's on you, Sean. Oh, it's on me, is it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not getting Farage You don't adverts. get advertised things you don't ask for. Guys, yeah. all I'm saying is you've got to do your own research in life, okay? <laughs> all I've got to say, no matter what it is. Um, yeah. Sorry, Eleanor. Go on, go on. What were we going to say? No, go on. You go. <laughs> uh, I just got excited about the citizenship test there for a second. Should we do it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do a bit of it. Now, this yeah. is going to be very important. Now, I need to point out, I they call it the Irish citizenship test. It is on the Irish Mirror website. Is that the... Oh, yeah. That's, is the, that... that's the government website. <laughs> that's the government website. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted yeah. to clarify that. Yeah. Okay. So there's 25 questions. We won't do all of them, obviously. Uh, here's hoping some of them 
uh, uh, provide a springboard into some sort of hilarious conversation. Otherwise, it is just going to be us answering 25 questions in a row. I'm terrible uh, at this. I always take things too seriously. Uh, I, like, I will just answer sincerely now. <laughs> That's fine. That's absolutely Perfect. fine. The, the reason I didn't like... get on that show yeah. hypothetical because the, <laughs> the feedback was that I, was, I took everything too literally. When it was in the name of the show. It's hypothetical, Eleanor. You don't have to. You don't have to answer any questions directly at all. So, if Eleanor fails this, does she? Do you get your Irish citizenship revoked if you are unable to answer the questions? I think so, yeah. And a bit of drama, a bit of. I mean, right, so you might become a refugee on this. <gasps> what would I do? I'd be. I don't. You wouldn't be appropriately treated by this country. Let me tell you that. I don't know if you'd become a, a refugee though. If <laughs> if you got your citizenship revoked. Yeah, yeah. What are you then? You're stateless. I I had a time before where I I felt like I became a refugee. I, I got no, but I got um, I got kicked off a show before that was supposed to be like an Irish show, like it was an official Irish uh, comedy show in Hong Kong, for like all the Irish expats there, and I was booked as the the entertainment after dinner entertainment, and um, I landed in this city. And the first night I was there, the like guy who was organising the show, like Mister Ireland in Hong Kong, you know the fucking <laughs> big yeah, yeah, yeah. impresario dude, you know. Uh, so he came to see the show, and he was like, "Ah no, she's not, she's not up to it." Um, so she, he 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 knocked me off the show, <laughs> and I was like, "God, yeah, you know, yeah." I was like, I, I was like. Oh fuck! This I was like, this I felt like I was like fucking Julian Assange or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is what this is what it feels like to not be like have a country behind you. Like having a country took- behind you is something you don't think you have, but it's there all the time. That. It's mm. your place to go back to. But then I was like, oh, this is what that is like. Especially Ireland. It feels like it's an island. That, it's a place that really like the yeah. pride and it punches above its weight, like culturally worldwide. And Yeah, it's like a big membership mm. club that is, you know, you get free into and for doing nothing. Uh, yeah. And you're just lucky uh, if you if you get in there and then well yeah. it's English citizenship you have to do a test <laughs> at the age of one you do have to do you do have to do a test so what on this holiday were you not holiday on this work thing, yeah. when did they fly you back or did you say like <laughs> yeah, what happened straight back did no. he or did he <laughs> uh, they no there was there was other shows uh, that were oh. that were, were on so that was just uh, like a little my own God, that's my own brutal little, though isn't it it was whoa uh, harsh yeah. uh, uh and do you uh, were, were you were you were you kicked off because you weren't Irish enough? Um, maybe there was a bit of that. I was. Do you think uh, that was part of it? Part of it, I'd say. Yeah, I was maybe talking about being Irish enough at it. Um, <laughs> I was also like, I think the guy who ran it had a very specific idea of what a standard comedian looks like. Uh, mm. Very robust, you know, kind of. Uh, come out fighting while I'm a little bit more uh, like less in your face and he, he interpreted that as you're be- you're just better <laughs> well, better than most comedians <laughs> well, well the guy because I, I, the guy there was another Irish comedian on the tour that the guy said no get him he, he can do it instead and he went and did this so this other comedian that we know 
uh, got the gig and he went. Who was it? Name it. We'll bleep it? it out. We'll bleep it out. <laughs> no, I don't you trust don't have you. To. I don't trust <laughs> you. <laughs> well, you don't trust us. When have we ever? When have we ever lied to people from your part of the world? No, but you're. You're. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think it could happen out of lying it could happen out of disorganization as you <laughs> clicked oh, yeah. i mean to, to be honest that. you've really you've really hit the nail on the head there um so but he he went and did the show and um you know the next morning i i was on sat, sat beside the guy and on the bus as we were you know kind of going on a little bit of a tour and uh, i said how, how did it go last night found it in myself i was big enough to do that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you, you were hoping he said shit so much and and he did he said it was shit yeah yes. yeah well done um he only lasted 10 of the 20 and uh they they yeah no it, it was also like not enough money for what he did yeah yeah so. you hear that so basically yeah, I fuck won. you dylan moran you shouldn't yeah. have taken the slot <laughs> <laughs> yeah notorious <laughs> Show stealer. <laughs> 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 just, just doing a sort of low scale tour of Hong Kong and the. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Right, let's 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 get to the core of it, Eleanor. I think you're the most Irish person in the world, <laughs> and I once met Bertie Ahern. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I really pulled that name out of my ass. Um, <laughs> he was the he was the prime minister, was he? Was he the Tsuk, Bertie Ahern? Yes, yeah, notoriously presided over the country during the um, economic boom that left us in tatters. Uh, ah, yes, afterwards. good guy, yeah. good good guy, good good yeah. guy. Good times uh, guy. I, he's a good times guy. That's yeah. what I am. I'm a good times guy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Question one. This is for the Irish citizenship test, Eleanor. <laughs> God, I bloody hope you get it because apparently I get your passport. <laughs> <laughs> If you do it, I get your passport. So you'll have saved me a lot of uh, okay. a lot of time. Oh. Um, but you can get one of my passports. <laughs> I've got a few passports, so you can have anyone you want. Or it'll be a fair swap. All all UK. No, no. Oh. I have UK. No, I've got UK. I've got American. Um, I've got a couple of Saudi ones, but you'd have to pretend you're someone. I mean, anyway, <laughs> okay. sh- uh, I've already said too much. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask. Don't. Basically, just pretend your name is Sheikh Aladdin and you'll be fine. <laughs> um, question one. Who invented the phrase, close your eyes and pull like a dog? And these are multiple choice. This is jo- not a question. Is it really? Who invented the phrase, close your eyes and pull like a dog? A, Ryan Tubridy. C- can we, can, before we go any further, can we say, is that an expression? <laughs> yeah. I, Have I've you- never heard anyone say, close your eyes and pull like a dog. I get, I get it shouted at me whenever I'm skipping around the Emerald Isle. I don't know about you, Eleanor. It's uh, yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, I, don't, I I agree with Johnny. I don't think I think they've misnamed it. I don't think it is a phrase, but uh, they're 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 giving it a lot of credit to call. Maybe call the question that. is who has said this? Who has said this? Yeah. What is, yeah. That, is that not a phrase? Um, is that have not, you ever heard is it? it maybe that is that maybe it's Gaelic. Do you speak? <laughs> do you speak Gaelic? Go, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Goon the hula, August Taring Marmadra would be. Oh, yeah. love that! I think you passed yeah. for knowing it in Gaelic. Yeah. So yeah, wow. you, you can. Johnny, Johnny, unfortunately, is not the adjudicator of Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Who invented the phrase "close your eyes and put it like a dog"? A. Ryan Tibridy. <laughs> Two. The O'Donovan brothers. <laughs> or, or three. Conor McGregor. <laughs> 
You see, this feels like a racist quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Like the Connor brothers. <laughs> no, it was the O'Donovan brothers. Yeah. Um, which, like, it's, well, first, Sean, you got to start pronouncing Tobridi correctly. Um, well, what did I say? You said Tibridi. Uh, did I? Yeah. And all, what you need to know about him is that he is hated. Um, <laughs> but not not for very good reasons. He really doesn't. He's 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 just a guy doing a job uh, on a TV, presenting a TV show, presenting okay. a bad TV show, and that's we know not about his that. Yeah. <laughs> I, would t- I would say that people yeah. hosting yeah. bad shows should not be hated on their own terms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you um, think he? Oh, the key thing is, did you think he came up with the phrase "close your eyes and pull like a dog"? I I know that he didn't come up with it. Uh, oh, yeah. so then it's down to two. Down to two. Conor yeah. McGregor. Oh, yeah. Conor McGregor's the UFC fighter, right? Yeah, yeah it kind of sounds like him, doesn't it? Yeah. Close your eyes, pull like a dog. <laughs> Pish bash bosh. That's what he says, right? Close your eyes, pull like, <laughs> pull like a dog. I wonder what that's. What's that? What does that mean? That phrase. Close your eyes and pull like a dog. I guess it means just put all of your effort into something. That's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what well we should have called Johnny. this podcast. We should have called <laughs> yeah. this cl- Close Your Eyes and Pull Like, pull a, like dog. a Dog. Yeah. And the, the image could be of a dog wanking. Because <laughs> I've never seen a dog pull I've never seen with a dog. any effort. But or with strength. their teeth. I've with o- their teeth, they do. If you get like yeah. a bone there. I've never seen a, a dog close their eyes either. Ever. Have you not? They don't, do they? Very mystical creatures, aren't they, dogs? They see. I think they, they do when they sleep. Well, yes, when they sleep, I suppose. But they're not in a position yeah. to pull, are they? Oh. Um, let's. We've lost ourselves in this quote. <laughs> I mean, it was, I, I, it was too philosophically ambitious for us yeah. to ever get to grips with. I sort of did say I hoped it would be a springboard for conversation, but I've got to admit, uh, we've got twenty-five more fucking questions, guys. <laughs> uh, who do you think it was? What's your answer, Eleanor? The answer is the the brothers. The two is that? Brothers. Do you know that for a fact? Yeah, I do know that. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, they won. Uh, they famously said it uh, after winning, I think, a bronze Olympic medal for rowing uh, at the previous Olympics, and everyone is very enchanted by those, these two charming <laughs> Irish brothers. And that was that was the phrase that kind of caught fire that they said. It sounds like you weren't that enchanted by them through your tone. I know. <laughs> it sounds like you couldn't have given a shit My about these brothers. I, no, I th- no. Uh, They've done well. Yeah, I, good for that. Look, look, she's correct. She's well correct. Done. Congratulations, would, Eleanor. Would you have known you're, that, Sean? You're still Irish. Would I have known that? Yeah. Does, look, <laughs> I'm not the um, I'm not the one here who is from the Emerald Isle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to translate stuff for people. That's... I appreciate that. I uh, I would not have got that. But uh, so if you, I wouldn't have even, yeah, yeah, if you, I wouldn't have even really understood the question because I've never heard it as an expert. Yeah, yeah. So I would have failed for sure. Okay, let's try this one. When somebody compliments your clothes, what is your reply? Is it A, thank you? Is it B, go ride my agat, which um, appears to be some sort of spelling error? Um, <laughs> or is it C, pennies? Oh, A. I'd say A. Thank you. Yeah. What would you say, Eleanor? They're trying to trick you. They're, they're, they're trying to... Tr- yeah. yeah. Oh, the Irish mirror has done <laughs> yeah. you a hook, line and stinker there, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> you, you stupid. It. It. Yeah. So what, why wouldn't I say thank you? You absolute John Bull twat. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, you may as well be kicking them in the balls yourself, yeah. you stupid idiot. The mirror um, is, try- is being funny here because they're saying that, uh, <laughs> they're saying that trying to like, suggest I'm that Irish lampoon. people are are so emotionally um, uh, in immature that they're unable to take compliments uh, with any kind of grace. Uh, so, like a normal person. In a, from a normal country says thank you and lots of Irish people are able to say thank you but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but the mirror are saying that they don't the answer they want is C pennies pennies yes which uh, people won't know but is is the uh, so Primark is uh, oh, an I'm Irish with, yes. company but it's not called Primark in Ireland. It's it's called Pennies in Ireland. So when a person gets a compliment on their clothes, they say, "Oh, they're from Pennies," which is them being self-deprecating about their about their outfit. So um, they're suggesting that that's how how an Irish person but should respond. I don't view Irish people like that. I view Irish people as able to take a compliment, and that is why I said thank you. Because frankly, I speak to Ireland at its best. So, yeah, it's most welcoming have, and at its warmest. Yeah. Have you ever have, have you ever been to Ireland? I went to no. I went actually. I went to Dublin because uh, we got flights for eight quid. It was on a bank holiday. Everything was closed. It was shit. <laughs> Thanks, thanks, Aww. Matt. Really, really <laughs> helping my uh, citizenship drive, and it was so bad. We got there. We just, we just, we went to McDonald's three times and slept in the park. For... <laughs> I I I think it sounds like the problem was you as much as it was the yeah. city of Dublin. Well, we got there like five a.m. and then we didn't know what to do with ourselves because obviously there's nothing. Who open. were you with? It was just, I, just a, for some uni friends on a lad's holiday. And it went. It's it, the most we, we depressing were, thing I've ever heard. It's really, or it's getting worse, isn't it? Yeah. We went to we went to the Guinness factory though. I had a Guinness. That was like, that was the most exciting thing that we did by far. St James's Gate, right? Yeah, I don't know. Is that where it is? Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. Good Although knowledge. here's 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 a little um, tidbit. Uh, most uh, of the Guinness in the world is made in England. It's not made in Ireland anymore. It's that that what you went to visit, Johnny, is just a kind of a tourist trap flagship thing to pretend that there's Guinness in Ireland. It's all it's good owned. to know. It's all owned by English people now, and you've stolen it. Um, well, that makes me feel bought, sad well, about no, it. You paid a fair but... price. For it. <laughs> 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 to be honest, in my experience of Dublin, you're paying much more than a fair price. I mean, yeah. it's a ex- pretty yeah. extortionate city. Yeah. Particularly if they're having to ship it over from England, that makes really even because everyone says, "Oh, you can taste it, you can taste it," but it sounds like you really can't taste it. I don't know. If, yeah. In my head, you could, but I'm sure that was placebo. Now I'm looking back on it. <laughs> well, you, I'd, you know, I'd, it all, I'd gone it, on a bank holiday, had an absolutely shit time, <laughs> slept in a park, and then I had a Guinness, and I was like, "Oh, it's all worth it for this." <laughs> Lick. Okay. Here's the next question. We'll do two more of these, and then we'll let you go, Elder. And by the way, can I just say, so far. You really are proving your Irish credentials, which I and I'm gonna be. I was unsure because you're not wearing any green, <laughs> so I was like, I don't even know. Is she, is she even I Irish? I, I I only wear orange and white. I don't even. I've, <laughs> of course, I've evolved yeah. beyond green. Yeah. 
<laughs> the ultimate Irish person. Yeah. I uh, I did a big uh, I I did a, a post about uh, doing shows in Ireland because I'm uh, doing a tour show in Ireland. By the way, anyone listening to this from from the Emerald Isle who wishes to <laughs> come and see me at Wheelands and throw throw shit at me personally, come see me in Dublin uh, in November. Unfortunately, uh, the flag was the Ivory Coast flag that I posted instead of the Irish flag. <laughs> So, um, but what's the difference? Is there, is there it's a different... just backwards, isn't it? Yeah. It's backwards. the same. It's yeah, the yeah. same. It's the same. Do Ivory Coast and Ireland have a shared heritage? Then? Is there any reason for the similarity of their flag, or is it just a twist, like quirk of fate? Uh, I don't think there is. Yeah, I think the reason the Irish is the story behind the Irish one is that green is supposed to be obviously for the countryside, but then the orange whites for the color of the people who live there. <laughs> <laughs> And orange is when we go on holidays, babe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we've settled that one. Yeah. Another, another, yeah. another key part of Celtic tradition yeah. settled. <clears throat> who is the King of Ireland? I know who the King of Scotland is, or at least the last one was. It was Forrest Whitaker. But is there a King of Ireland? Hey, <laughs> King Nidge. B, King Chef, or C, we have no king. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, I can smell that lovely Irish passports already. Yeah. The doubt in Eleanor's eyes. Is it King Nidge, King yeah. Chef, or we have no king? This what is do you confusing. reckon? This one is confusing me because I, do, I know what King Nidge is. I don't know. I don't know what King Chef is. And then we don't have a king sounds like the right answer. Um, but if I know anything about this quiz, it feels like we don't have a king won't be the right answer because there'll be some like weird twist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like all the answers are quite sort of want you to go in the obvious direction, and then they're like, ha oh, no. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't think. Yeah, I think. I just I think C. yeah. We have no king. King, Nidge, king Nidge is is a guy, a character in a TV show, uh, like a gangster <laughs> guy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's a lot to ex- it's a lot to expect you anyone to know you know if you're sure 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 Irish telly, um, oh, yeah I mean for a citizenship test that feels pretty spe- though actually my mum once did the British citizenship test and that was about the standard of it it was like who is Ian Beale I mean it was really bad. <laughs> um, all right let's go with C then oh my god <gasps> I regret to inform you King Chef is the king. <laughs> If you got that wrong, you've never heard of a great sport called hurling. Oh, oh no, it's King Chef. It's King Chef. King Chef. King Chef. Oh, is it spelled S-H-E-F-F? S-H-E-F-F, yeah. Why? Because well, I was saying King Chef as if... <laughs> yeah, I thought you were saying like, <laughs> like, like Chef. Was like as in a chef, yeah. Oh, Sean. That's no, come on! You can't blame that on me. You don't even know who I your own know. fucking king is. It's not no. on me, is it? <laughs> it's clear who I I know exactly who they're talking about now, because a you, likely story. Yeah. King Chef. I mean, King Chef I does sound. King Chef was like their Burger King or something. That's why I was thinking it was a. Yeah. King Chef sounds like one of those vans that serves like Savaloy on the motorway, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I didn't. Do you want get warmed that? up lasagna? Yeah. Come to King Chef. Um, all right. The next one is a visual one, so we won't do that. Um, <laughs> here's a great I- one. What is the title of the national anthem in English? 
Do you know that one? Oh. By hearing it. This is a genuinely good. This is the first genuinely good question. Yeah. Is All it multiple right. choice? It is multiple choice. A, Island's Call. B, The Soldier's Song. Or C, The Pride of Ireland. What's the first one? Island's Call. They all cool. sound the same. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. do. Island's Call. <laughs> Island's Call. <laughs> Island's Call. I, I thought it was Island's Call. <laughs> Imagine if, it was Imagine if all cool. like they just do an update on all on all national anthems. Ireland's cool. God save the sesh. <laughs> uh, I'm in favour of that. Yeah, that's a better. Yeah, I think it would be. What do you reckon then? Uh, I'd say it's the middle one. The soldier's uh, song. Oh, there we go. The middle one. Yeah. <laughs> She's so much confidence there. Yeah. She's correct. And then it also says, boom, that was a little tricky. I'm not sure this is from the official Irish government. Yeah. Um, well, Eleanor, you got three out of four, right? You really shat the bed on that hurling one, uh, that King Chef one. But I think you're pretty Irish, and I think you've given us a real insight into what it's life <laughs> like to live an Irish life. You wake up in exactly. the morning, you go for a skip, you salute the king, he's a chef. <laughs> You have some brown sauce on your chips. Uh, do more English stuff. <laughs> Pop about. Go see, go see some football. Go uh, see some football. Go to yeah. the. And then they go, oh, it's Gaelic football. You go, what the hell is that? Shut it down. Yeah. Handball. You go, handball. You yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Thank you so much. Uh, I'm really looking forward to going back to Ireland. I genuinely do come to my show in Dublin, and I'm hoping to be back uh, before then. Isn't that? F- We're doing the pod that on before in Ireland, aren't we, Sean? Oh yeah, of course. And also come to our come to me and Johnny's <laughs> tour of all 94 towns in Ireland. Yeah, um, yeah, be exciting. Yeah. What's the best town in Ireland? Do you think, uh, Eleanor? <laughs> what's your favourite of all the town what town do you think is going to give us the warmest reception oh well that might be my favourite town um... oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the best town in Ireland um, is uh, oh, my town Athlone hey, yeah. uh, uh, yeah. um, Eleanor the main thing is do you have anything to plug? Yeah. You anything you wanted to plug? For you got a gig tonight, don't you guys? <laughs> yeah. yeah, come to our preview tonight. It's going to be fucking... It's going to be packed. Yeah, follow me on uh, on Instagram uh, where I will be posting about uh, other previews that won't get uh, cancelled. <laughs> um, yeah, so if, if you team up with Sean thing. McLaughlin, you're, you know, you're entering the gauntlet. The, the gauntlet of cancellation has been, <laughs> has been entered. <laughs> Yeah, at Eleanor Tiernan. At Eleanor Tiernan, and you're doing uh, a new show at Edinburgh Fringe? Yeah, do my show uh, up there, yeah. Uh, uh, come and see me at the Gilded Balloon. Oh, what time? 6.15. Yes, I'm going to be there. Where are you in Edinburgh? Where am I in Edinburgh? Uh, I am doing the Edinburgh tattoo. They've given me the whole venue. Oh. I'm going to be firing the guns myself. <laughs> No, I'm on at the Pleasance Courtyard. I didn't get that. I went for it. I went for the tattoo. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. It's the industry, Eleanor. It's, yeah. it's a corrupt industry. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? It's um, like no, the Hong I... Kong thing. They just said no. Another white man yeah. wins again. I'm on at the yeah. Pleasance Courtyard. Come and see me. 
Uh, and I'm at my home all August <laughs> in my underpants, giving the V's yeah. to everyone in Edinburgh. Oh, fair enough. Um, really, uh, so great to see you and talk to you, Eleanor. Thank you so much yeah. for joining our podcast. And it's um, been a hoot. We have a little thing that we like to do with our guests, where me and Johnny have a thing where we say our names and then we say, "And we are failing better." And <laughs> so far, none of the guests have really. It's never really gone well. It's, have, it's not has worked, it, has it? It's not. It's not worked yet. But I well, think this one's going to work. So I basically, I'm going to say my name. Johnny's going to say his name. You're going to say your name. And then we're all going to go together. We are failing better. No, this is and then mistake. that's going to the podcast no, no. is going to ride into the sunset. And this is a mistake Sean made last time. You don't say together we are. We all so Sean then says together we are, and then we all say failing better at the end. So the only words that's that's say, what, yeah, yeah. That's what Ed better. did. Ed started saying together, and it fucked everything up. So yeah. so. Yeah. He's a fucking amateur. He shouldn't be anywhere near a microphone. <laughs> but I think. Um, I think it'd be good if we all said it together, don't you think, Johnny? Like, to bring a kind of unity to the end of the podcast. So we all say together we're failing better? Yeah. Do you think you've got that in your locker, Eleanor? What do you reckon? Yeah, because I think the word together, I, th- I can see where Ed thought he was part of that. Because also, Sean told him that that's what was happening. So yeah. it was both made logical sense and it was the explicit direction <laughs> being given. <laughs> And, look, yet look. He fa- and yet he failed. Yeah, he's a risky um, podcast guest. All right. Shut the f- shut- Johnny, shut the fuck up. I'm Sean McLaughlin. I'm Johnny Pelham. I'm Eleanor Tiernan. Together. And together we are <laughs> failing better. Thanks, Eleanor. Thank you so much. So this is the third section of Failing Better. And today, Sean, we're going to do something a bit different. Uh, we've got a, uh, someone's written into us asking us for advice, and we're going to try and give him advice to help him sort his issue out. Are you excited to do that? Very excited. This is what we want to start doing more of. Our goals... I don't know. Maybe we won't do the goals. You could also write to us if you think we should keep the goals. But I we- think in general, we've learned so much about how to improve our lives. It's time for us to kind of... Help life you coach guys. a few of you people because you're listening to this because you're still struggling um, so yeah send us an email the email address is failingbetterpod at gmail.com which is also in the um, in the episode description Johnny who's the letter from it is from one uh, Mr. Sashin Tendulka uh, is, is the only person who's written into us so far oh wow um, yeah yeah but you know we're, we're excited because obviously quite a high profile first person to reach I mean, out to us is it the Sashin Tendulka is it yeah, yeah. He, As he an already already Indian listener, the Indian listener, the person we you know did a little skit about being a dogger in Bradford okay, has uh, yeah. clearly listened to that, got in touch, and thought, "I want to, I want to get these people's advice." Oh wow, Tendy, Tendy, we're we're so glad you're listening, Tendy. So yeah, so shall I shall I crack on with his question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, "Long time listener, first time writer in ever." What is he a long time listener? <laughs> Long time I'm, not, I'm not even a long time host of this show. <laughs> he said, "Long time listener." He says, uh, "I'm a big fan of you guys. Came to see Johnny do stand up, and wow, it really made me aware of how good life and art can be." I've also seen Sean. How tall is he? Question mark exclamation mark. Uh, you probably all know me. It's the greatest batsman of all time. I know some say the greatest batsman of all time was Donald Bradman, but that nerd can suck my dick. However, <laughs> sorry, Sachin Tendulkar wrote this. Yeah, yeah, the, the Indian cricketer. And the, okay. he said, However, although I'm proud to be the greatest cricketer of all time, I've always felt slightly unsatisfied unsatisfi- because my true passion is the accordion. I love that noise it makes. 
Sadly, though, although I love the accordion, <laughs> I am... he does have a way with words, doesn't he? This guy. Uh, sadly, though, although I love the accordion, I am terrible at playing at it. I played some to my agent, and he said, "Ooh, what are you doing?" And then he said, "Playing would severely damage my reputation." What should I do? I have a family and a life I love. Should I risk that by playing the accordion? Or is it silly? And do I just need to con- content myself with being the greatest cricket of all time and also a millionaire? And love any help I can get, particularly from you, Sean, who I love. Oh, wow. We really did... Um, it really wasn't um, um, sort of back and forth emotionally on me there. <laughs> uh, um, he loves you, though, Sean. He thinks you're a great guy. So this is the question. Should Sachin Tendulkar play the accordion? <laughs> 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 I don't really understand to what end, like on a sort of professional level, like try and put on gigs, try and get, make it as an accordion player. Yeah, so he, the idea is start from the bottom, do what he loves, become his passion. But as he said, he's, he's a terrible player, but it's his, it's his passion. What what should he do? Well, it's, I would say he's got a level of fame and celebrity around the world that he could probably fill concert halls. If you go an evening with Sachin Tendulkar... In the longer I guess letter, it went... in the longer letter, Sean, he got to this because he said he doesn't want to be... A cele- he doesn't want to be Sasha Dendulkar playing the accordion. He wants to be the. An, he, if people want to see that, they want to. He wants them to come for his accordion playing. But he knows that because his agent said, "Look, we could put you. We could put you in Delhi. We could put you in Mumbai. We'd sell out everywhere." And we said, "I don't want to do that. I want to start from the bottom." Well, I mean, how much do you know about the world of accordion playing? Like, what is the accordion circuit? Is there like a so he's like an open mic accordion, and then he goes and starts to play at the clubs. Yeah, Maybe yeah, yeah. Does he's some longer shows. But, but the problem is, like, he's he, he's he's already he's already purchased a fake nose and a fake beard to try and throw people off the scent because he just wants to. He's like J.K. Rowling. He wants to get rid of in his next book because you know she did a book where she said she did it with a different name. And Sorry, then it yeah, felt... just, you said it's like J.K. Rowling. She wants to get rid of, and I was like, wow, where's, <laughs> what's the next word there? Well, we know what she wants to get rid of. Yeah, yeah. She wants to get rid of. Um, Trans people. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, yes. I mean, that, that is the joke that I made about a minute ago, and you've. I like to make audiences clear what the joke is. If there's any, I, I'm not a fan of subtlety. <laughs> Our target audience is people with severe Alzheimer's yeah. who basically have forgotten that they've just been told the same joke. Some people, some people say it's what you don't say that is important. I fundamentally disagree with that. I, I will you, yell. It's what you say way too much. <laughs> Look, Tendi, I think it's hard for you. You're one of the greatest cricketers of all time. You're one of the most famous men in the world. And you're a terrible accordion player. You love that sound it makes, as you so eloquently put it. I think you might need to give up your dreams of being a professional accordion player, but there's nothing stopping you from having a rich, fulfilling life, playing it in local bars, local pubs, local cafes. You know, if you ever do a Q&A... Ask the audience, do you mind if I play a bit of an accordion? You never know. Maybe the adrenaline of the live performance will bring something out of you and bring some passion into your playing that you can't get when you're sitting in your massive house. But what his agent said is it'll do reputational damage to him because he's so bad at it that people are like, God, he was but very who good. Cares? Pre- the guy's got so much money. Well, how, much reputational, how much reputational damage? He's the greatest. I mean, Diego Maradona was literally a drug addict. And like a criminal. <laughs> and he was he was pretty good at the accordion, though. But I don't know. Yeah, I guess yeah, he always had that to fall back on, didn't he? He did have that to fall back on. Um, so I would, God, I would. People said about his accordion playing. Now that now he's back, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Pelham is back. Um, so Tendy, I would just say, get it playing, get it fresh, um, but keep it small. Maybe you know, 
just just keep it small. What would you say, Johnny? I'd say never touch the accordion again, you fool. You've made it as a cricketer. Leave your dreams behind. Follow the money. Get to the top. Become a politician. You can take the state resources and sell them to your mates. That's what I'd say. Two, ve- approach. two, two <laughs> varying approaches to both life <laughs> and, and, and government. Service. <laughs> Thanks, Tendy. Now, anyone else who wants to write with their problems... They could be serious problems. They could be... Problems. Silly problems. Silly problems. They could be serious problems that we make silly. They can be silly problems. We turn into serious problems. <laughs> Look, the key thing is that Johnny will just oversay. He will just keep talking. Uh, failingbetterpod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much to Eleanor Tinnan for being an amazing guest. Keep those five star reviews and those subscriptions coming. It means it means that we can keep doing the show, doesn't it, Johnny? Which we love. All your star ratings get poured directly back into the show. <laughs> in, our <laughs> in our levels of confidence. <laughs> All of your five star reviews are poured directly into our careers as we <laughs> harvest them and use them on our stand up posters. <laughs> Funny guys, five stars. <laughs> Um, and that's ben. it that's yeah. it right, great there will be no episode next week maybe yeah Sean's, Sean's going holiday but that feels fine because we're looking for a break we've we've, you know so what you thought is if you've liked this app and go back and listen to all the other apps yeah so we might do a little mini app but we're not sure uh, in any case God bless us everyone and happy St. Patrick's Day from all of us <laughs> Irish at the Emerald Isle <laughs> Goodbye. A podcast from producerpaul.co.uk. So, but this isn't the end of the pod, is it? The pod has been going on for a while now, Sean. Maybe this is the end and we don't do the final section. No, we'll do the final section. It'll just be like 10 minutes or something. All right. It's just already been an hour and a half. Has it? Yeah, look, it's half one. Uh, Let's be be honest, Johnny. A lot of it's been shit and we'll be able to do that. (laughs) So... Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.